It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring will be here soon, so if buying a new home is on your to-do list, right now is the time to call Quicken Loans. Learn about which mortgage options make sense for you and get a jump on your competition. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Thoughts of suicide may feel impossible to overcome. But with help and support, you can find hope and meaning. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK to speak to a counselor or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's free. It's confidential. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And even if it feels like it, you're not alone. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! I'm Little Teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spell. No, Dad, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pour me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. 
Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! If you prefer real mornings, shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. The following program contains coarse language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage. Born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. All I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Free your Welcome to the program, America. I am Rick Robinson. She's Stacey Linux. This is Hour 2 of Your Daily Dose, the Tuesday edition, or as I like to call it, Happy Not Monday Day. We do have a very special guest with us today, uh, someone that I have been actually dying to have on the show for quite some time. I think he's been on with me at least once that I can remember, um, or I could be misremembering. But anyway, so we do have with us uh, this morning, um, I'm actually going to turn things over to Stacey, because, uh, uh, yeah, you, you, you got him on. Okay. He's your guest. Take it away. <laughs> All right. This morning we have with us author, interpreter, and um, all-around awesome guy, extremely knowledgeable about the U.S., but he knows way more about Israel because that's where he lives, and it is Joseph Levine. Joseph, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> we love having you, and we have you here this morning to talk about this historic deal between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. So we were chatting a little bit during the break. And if you could just explain some of the context of the deal from an Israeli point of view, that would be great. 
Sure, sure. Um, I think the first thing to understand is that up and up until this deal, there has never been a normalization treaty with an Arab state that didn't result from some kind of war. In other words, the normalization treaties we have with Jordan and Egypt are the basis of a ceasefire and cessation of aggression uh, between the states. Uh, in other words, mm -hmm. between Israel and Jordan, or between Israel and, um, and Egypt. Syria, for example, even though it's the same war, 1967 war, uh, Syria is still technically at war with us. Um, I'm not sure why. Nobody seems to really know why. But there's never been any kind of agreement. Um, what makes the UAE, the, the, the UAE agreement so different is that this is the first time an Arab state has said, no, we just, we just want normal relations. We're not interested in any kind of land swap or anything of the sort. Um, and like we were saying off the air, I think one of the reasons for that is because they're nowhere near us. They're not, they're not living the Palestinian issue. Uh, they're just an Arab state. And whereas perhaps 30 or 40 years ago, there was a notion of the Arab nations as some sort of a large conglomerate um, with a unified purpose, you know, the modern era just doesn't, doesn't yield, doesn't, doesn't allow for that anymore. The UAE has its own interests. Saudi Arabia has its own interests. And um, what they have found is that Israel suits those interests. I mean, let's be honest. Countries, countries have to serve their own self-interest. That's the, that's the only way a country can stay secure and prosperous. And uh, what the UAE and, and Saudi Arabia, Oman and Bahrain also, all of the countries that are way out on the other side near, near the Gulf of Iran, they're more aware of the Iranian issue and far less aware of the Palestinian issue. It's not an issue for them, the Palestinians. As far as they're concerned, they've given billions of dollars, or billions with a B, billions of dollars over the past 70 years to a cause that has yielded absolutely nothing. And meanwhile, they have not really invested money in defending themselves against Iran. And now Iran is a very, very serious threat, particularly if you're in Oman. I mean, from Iran to Oman is a 15-minute jet flight. So, mm -hmm. if they want, if Iran wants to attack Oman, it's 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 a it's a 15-minute flight. It's a very re real existential threat for Oman and Bahrain, and it's a pretty real threat for uh, for the UAE. So, what do they do? They look at Israel and they say, "Listen, this is a country that has never attacked us. We've never had a military conflict with them. Our only conflict with them is some sort of Palestinian-based principle." It doesn't really seem to be going anywhere. And I actually, I have a quote. There is a, uh, there is a Saudi Arabian journalist named uh, Abdul Hamid Al-Gobain who said in an interview very recently that if you were to poll Saudi Arabians today, they would not, they would not place the Palestinian issue anywhere in their top 10. It's just not an really? issue as far as they're. Yeah, he, I, was, I was shocked to hear it as well. But you can, uh, I, I'll send you a link uh, from, by Twitter of the, uh, of the interview, and you can hear what he has to say. Basically, he said, today's Saudi Arabians are worried about Saudi Arabia. That's it. That's their concern. They want their country to be prosperous. They're aware of the threat from Iran. They don't see any threat from Israel. Had Israel intended to attack Saudi Arabia, we would have done it by now. It's been 70 years. Nothing of the sort has happened. And you have two countries that are seeking to defend themselves against a very, very real threat. And I think you have to remember, the Iranian issue is, is thousands of years old. It predates Islam, 
A lot of people don't know that. They think it's the Sunni Shiite thing. This predates Islam. The Persian versus Arab um, power struggle in this part of the world has been going on for at least 2,500 years. And if anything, the Islamic divide is just an expression of that same conflict. So there's a lot of deep-seated hatred between the two groups. And many of the countries, it's, many of the countries have come to the realization that if they don't have to actually even bother with Iran if they just allow Israel to fly over their airspace. If Israel plants... <laughs> It really, it really is quite that simple. If Israel plants a few airplanes in the United Arab Emirates for, mm-hmm. you know, in case some sort of an Iran, the whole conflict is over because Iran can't afford that. What Iran relies on is the fact that Israel would have to fly practically up to Russia to, to get around all of the conflicting states. You have to get all the way over Saudi Arabia and, and Yemen and, and Oman and Bahrain and Kuwait, etc. But if they plant some airplanes in any one of those places, a strategic location, now Iran has no longer has any kind of threat to offer. And so... That's why they're saber-rattling? That's why they're saber-rattling, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, also, there's also an important incident that occurred. I doubt it made international news, but the significance of it wasn't lost on us here in Israel. There was a there was an, a, a Saudi Arabian blogger, um, Mohammed Saud, and he's actually a member of the royal family, like a distant cousin to the king. And he's a blogger. He's, he has a, a YouTube channel. He was invited as part of a um, like a special envoy to Israel. So he was given a special journalist visa, and he was allowed to travel in Israel. And during his visit, he visited the Temple Mount. He wanted to go to the Al-Aqsa uh, Mosque. And while he was there, he was accosted by a group of Palestinians. They spit at him. They threw shoes at him. They insulted him, which, again, I know that sounds kind of silly, but in this part of the world, gestures like that carry a tremendous amount of weight. Now, I- that- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I understand something about throwing shoes is really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about the worst thing you can do. That's, that's right. about the worst thing you can do in this part of the world. Um, throwing a shoe or, or, or exposing your foot to somebody is considered a tr- this is the lowest insult that, it, that there is. And it, it, like I said, it, it indicated to a lot of Saudi Arabians that their supposed support for the Palestinians was a one-way street. It was just a funnel. 
It's just money and 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 political capital being funneled from them to the Palestinians in exchange for insults such as this. That was only mm-hmm. about a year ago. And in that time, the tone throughout the Middle East has changed dramatically. Two months later, two months after that incident, a, an Israeli athlete was allowed to compete in, in Abu Dhabi wearing his Israeli flag. When he, when he won in his division, they played Hatikva and they raised the Israeli flag. Just a tremendous gesture. Um, because up until then, if Israelis were allowed to compete, they completed an, uh, anonymously. Some of them even mm-hmm. just came with, with, with other passports. You know, some of them had, you know, whatever it is, an American passport or, or, or German passport. And now, between those two incidents, you begin to see how new attitudes are beginning to develop. And why not? Do you think, do you think in Saudi Arabia that has some degree to do with what the uh, king has done to sort of begin to modernize the culture? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the, fun, the, the process of modernization, this is something you have to know about the, about the Middle East. The way modernization works here in terms of the Arab world is it goes from Oman to Kuwait to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. That's the process. I mean, sorry, from Oman to the United Arab Emirates to Kuwait to Saudi Arabia. That's the process. Oman has always been the most the most uh, liberal-minded, not in the modern political liberal sense, but in the, in the open-minded sense. Um, Oman has always been the center of technological progress, and it's not a country you hear a lot about because of that. It's just a country minding its own business, trying to make forward progress, etc. Um, and then usually what happens is that finds its way to the United Arab Emirates, where there's a lot of money, and money talks, let's be honest, money talks everywhere in the world. That's the reality of things. Mm-hmm. When, when you know that the best uh, medical technology and the best military technology is from Israel, uh, then, the, then that's where you're going to turn. That's who, you're, that's who you have to work with. And right. if in exchange for that, you can open up a tourism industry or other products coming in from, 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 from the UAE, that's how the progress is going to be made. I do think the king of Saudi Arabia, it's actually not him, it's actually his son, the, the crown prince is the one who's making all mm-hmm. of these, all of these things. I, I do think that's part of it, but I think really at the heart of it, according to most of the sources that I looked at, it starts with the Sheikh of Oman and the fact that he kept pointing out, we have no conflict with Israel. We've never had a conflict with Israel. We, we support some sort of a Palestinian cause, but not over all other self-interests. We can't right. be expected to, to continue that way. And I think that plus Iran has yielded this deal. And this deal is a, it's a huge step forward. It really, well, really I mean, it's is. the first, it, it's the first deal quote unquote in my lifetime that has been talked about in the context of there's no real concession from Israel. None. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I attended. I attended a uh, a local meeting, uh, a local Likud meeting, and uh, Bibi was there, and Katz was there, and some you know some of the more important uh, ministers. 
And what Net- that was right after Trump had proposed the, the deal of the century. And what mm-hmm. Netanyahu points out uh, even then is this deal comes from a position of strength. This isn't if you agree to give us land, if you agree to give us something concrete, then we'll agree to stop killing you, or at least for a little while. Or give it Deals to the like, Palestinians. Right, right. Deals yeah. like that are a thing of the past, Netanyahu said. What you can see now is a new attitude. We'll work together. We'll work together against Iran. We'll work together on medical issues. By the way, I don't know if you saw this. The first contract signed, the first investment contract was already signed for a medical technology firm in the UAE that is buying some of the patents that Israeli researchers have done for COVID-19 related treatments. You know, tests, we have, yeah, we have a one one minute test in Israel. You just blow into a thing and it gives you with 95% accuracy within one minute, whether you're, whether you're, you know, you've been exposed or not. So things of that sort. So, you know, there are, there are real, there are real issues facing the world today. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, this is this is not a concession-based deal. It's not a ceasefire. That's why. It's not. It's not. It's not a ceasefire-based deal. It's just mm-hmm. two countries realizing that Israel's been around for seventy years plus. It's not going anywhere. It's become. I wouldn't call it a superpower, but it's certainly become a a, a powerful player in the Middle East, um, and it has a lot to offer. I mean, listen, even the, even the United States and Russia, right, they, you, you can't expect the entire issue of the United States and Russia to be boiled down to Crimea, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, it, wouldn't, it would be unreasonable to expect two major countries to determine their entire relations based on one single issue, particularly when that issue isn't even local. I think, Correct, I think but geography- I, I kind of... I kind of need to explore a little bit because when I've had you on in the past and especially um, during the Obama administration, uh, you said Israel was kind of towards China with their relationship with Iran. Is that kind of not so much desirable anymore? Well, I think, you know, it's interesting. The issue of China has come up in the news a lot recently. There's a huge call in Israel to boycott China because um, Here in Israel, it's not considered politically incorrect to point out that the COVID-19 came from China. I know that somehow is an unacceptable thing to say in uh, in the United States, but only only for only for only for the far left. Nobody else really has a problem acknowledging that. So here in Israel, there is uh, there is a tremendous amount of frustration and anger about it. Um, There's a tremendous sense of uh, almost of betrayal that uh, the China was very careless. They could have warned us, even if they didn't want to warn other countries. Um, and so there's a, there's been a tremendous amount of calls to boycott China. That's a recent development. I mean, during the Obama administration, obviously, things were very, very different. I think, I think despite his best efforts, I think Obama might have done Israel a huge favor, cozying up to Iran the way that he did. Because if nothing else, he gave the other Arab states a sense that at any, at any time Iran could overtake them in term in in the uh, in terms of the um, you know the, the 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 power in terms of the power structure here in the Middle East and uh, that's a tremendous source of fear particularly for Saudi Arabia because well 
on a religious on a religious level, the the threat of the of the of the Shiites taking over Mecca is something that, that I mean that's something that they are that the Saudis are willing to die for. Well, I, I kind of want to dig into the Obama piece a little more after the break, and we've got to do that in just a couple minutes. But um, as far as China goes, is there is I, I think for many Americans, those of us who had been reading, you know. Um, Things like the Epic Times, which has done really great reporting out of China for years um, through dissident journalists and things like that. Um, the the kind of exposure of their human rights abuses with the Uyghur Muslims and the um, the uh, illicit trade they do in organ harvesting is is that hitting the Israeli population as well? Well, I will say this: there have been a lot of articles recently about you have to understand that in israel when when people hear that a group of people of a particular religion are being carted off on trains to unknown destinations it brings back a tremendous tremendous emotional there's a tremendous emotional surge that came from that and so there's definitely a, a kind of of sympathy regarding uh regarding what's happening the problem is it's very hard to hurt China has positioned itself as a very powerful uh, superpower throughout the world. It's just a necessary evil, and so there's definitely a, there's definitely a sense that we have to do something to to disconnect uh, ourselves from China, our our need. But the fact is that it's it's like the petrol necessity, the the, the dependency. The petrol dependency that you have with Saudi Arabia, you have a kind of not labor dependence. Right. Well, not anymore. Exactly. <laughs> the Saudis and Russia are actually a little bit mad at us about that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. uh, that's. <laughs> no, but I understand what you're saying. There's a lot of dependencies on China. I know a lot of our economic advisors and national security advisors are trying to figure out a, a strategic plan to to relieve some of that. And you can see what Japan is doing. They're actually paying their manufacturers to come back to Japan or locate in another um, Asian country that's more, I guess, more aligned with the West, like Vietnam, Singapore, et cetera. So I, I think there's there's ways to do it, but it's certainly not something you can flip on a dime. Right, exactly. Or do it's, quickly. It's a process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, we're going to go ahead and take our bottom of the hour break. And when we come back, I really want to dig into this Obama Biden thing because I find it rather hysterical. Okay. <laughs> okay. All Sounds right. Good. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here, guys, and we'll be right back with Joseph. Everyone loves liberty. Our rights come from God, not the government. So why are you letting other people tell you what's best for your health care? Exercise your freedom with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is a community of people who voluntarily share one another's medical costs. Liberty HealthShare is founded on the idea that most people truly want to help one another. Healthcare sharing allows members to do just that as a true community that supports one another in times of need. Liberty believes people should make decisions for themselves and their families. Members are able to take back the freedom to make their own decisions about their health care. 
care. Freedom from guilt or doubt about how your money is used. You have the freedom to direct your health care, not to be dictated to by bureaucrats. Stop letting others tell you what to do and join a community of like-minded people. Exercise your freedom. Join Liberty HealthShare and take back the control of your health care while helping those around you. Call Liberty at 855-58-LIBERTY. Again, that's 855-58-L-I-B-E-R-T-Y for more information, or you can check them out at libertyhealthshare.org. Again, that's libertyhealthshare.org. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq, Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800- With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 100-910-1370. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. 
Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Welcome back into the program. This is the final segment of your Tuesday edition of the Daily Dose. Again, I'm Rick Robinson. She's Stacey Lennox, and we have a very special guest, Joseph Levine, with us, giving us some insights into what is going on in Israel with the deal with the UAE and the fact that the Biden administration, or the, the hopefully not Biden administration, but the Biden uh, ticket seems to want to take credit for that, which doesn't really surprise me. But anyway, so we're back. We're live. Going to turn things back over to Stacey and Joseph. So, Joseph, you kind of said Obama gets credit for this in some ways, but not for the reason he's proposing. He's actually saying his policies in the Middle East open the door for a deal like this in a good way. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, the, the, you seem to have a very different perspective. <laughs> you know, the, the fact that he can unironically make that claim tells you just just what a clown he really is i mean uh, look, i've never <laughs> hidden i've never hidden my contempt for obama and and i gave him a fair chance that's the god's honest truth of the while he was running i tried to look to take him at face value and even for the first year of his administration i tried to take him at face value and then i began to notice that sort of slithery conniving thing that i've seen before and 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 once you recognize it you recognize it in everything he does the arrogance you have to have to try to claim that cozying up to iran is what led israel i mean it's true in the sense that yes you cozying up to iran and putting everybody in the arab street plus israel in a state of panic over the possibility of a nuclear iran yeah it opened the door but not in any way to which you should be taking credit. The, the Iran deal, the, the, what, what happened, in fact, is when leaders in the Arab world, you have to understand that in this part of the world, strength and posture speaks. When Netanyahu went to Congress and spoke to them, in, in, basically giving, you know, basically giving a, 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 a finger to, to Obama in front of his own Congress, I think a lot of the leaders here. I have to say, I loved that. (laughs) That You know, when when he when he when he did that, I think a lot of the leaders here of the of the Arab countries 
sort of sort so, such as King Faisal and such as the the you know the uh, Abdul Rahman and, and etc. I think they began to realize that Netanyahu is actually serious about the Iran thing. Netanyahu mm-hmm. is willing to even look at the the top ally that the U.S. has and say, "I'm telling you, this is bad." And I think that opened their eyes to the fact that yes, he will, even if he has to stand alone, he will stand up against Iran. So sure, I mean, if Obama wants to take credit for, you know, he, he's like. I don't know. I don't even know how to put it. He's like the guy who slips and bangs his head on the on the fire alarm and takes credit for saving people's lives. You know, it's weird. <laughs> but but this is how he's so. But this is how he's always behaved, and, and no, nothing wrong has ever, ever ever been his fault. And anything that's possibly good, twenty years before his administration or twenty years after his, his administration, is somehow due to his extraordinary brilliance. I and mean, it's tiring already. I mean, I can't believe. I I can't believe that we've gotten to the point where they're not embarrassed to say some of these things out loud. I mean, Obama was well, reviled, reviled throughout the Middle East. If there's one unifying feature about Obama in the Middle East, it's how disgusted everybody from Israel, I mean, from the Mediterranean Sea all the way to the Gulf of, uh, of Oman, the whole except Middle Except Iran. Except Iran. Except Iran, and the fact is, and the fact is, you shouldn't you shouldn't uh, confuse Iran's uh, willingness to accept money with actual liking. You know what I mean? That, that's not the same thing. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's not as though he came to Iran and was seen as some sort of a powerful leader, a person of great, you know, uh, of great poise, and he was seen as somebody who could be manipulated and toyed with or who was just an ally on a on a on an ideological level enough so that they could get some money buy themselves some time and continue doing what they had planned on doing anyway that's not that's a far thing from that's a far cry from respect here in the middle east respect okay. here in the middle east you know respect here in the middle east is when a leader looks at another leader and says listen here's what i'm willing to do if in, in exchange for what you're willing to do. It's about cooperation. Haggling is a very uh, natural part of our culture here, not just uh, in, the, in the street when we're, you know, when we're buying a falafel. It's everywhere. It's part of how we live our life. And if you don't show up, if, if you don't show up with a position uh, and something that you demand in return, you're not seen as strong. You're seen as just mm-hmm. something... And... and- well, and the negotiating team certainly didn't demand a lot. We didn't even demand that they let our citizens come home. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a, that was a tremendous embarrassment. I had a very very difficult uh, time watching that, um, and I think a lot of Amer- a lot of Israelis had a hard time during the Obama administration seeing what was happening to the United States. Because I, I mean, when the first time we spoke about this, I told you, you know, the average Israeli has a very fond view of America, and uh, to watch this sort of degeneration under Obama, and now you, the violence in the streets that is is very obviously a, a direct consequence of that. Um, it's, it, 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 it saddens us. I mean, first of all, a lot of us have, have relatives and friends in the United States. Um, and it's, well, a lot of us, a lot of us, you know, uh, want to see the United States do well. And so, but, but I mean, but, but what would you expect him to say? You know, it's not like he can keep his mouth shut, you know, a, a, a no, decent no. states, 
a statesman would just congratulate Trump on having, you know, Trump, Netanyahu, you know, and uh, and the United Arab Emirates for having for having um, for having reached a good uh, uh, deal, and and you move on. But he can't do. Well, that. I, he can't. I, do. I'm I'm nearly convinced that's not something he would have preferred. So, um, that's just me. But as as Ben Shapiro likes to say, um, uh, Obama got the Nobel Peace Prize for being alive, and Trump actually did something, you know, with this deal that deserves one and will never, never be taken seriously. So that's, that's exactly right. And by the way, you should know that the the the, the whispers I'm hearing. Uh, from friends of mine who have, you know, more access to this kind of information than I do, is that Bahrain and Oman are right around the corner. Meaning that okay. this doesn't stop with the UAE. This isn't like, okay, we'll wait three years with the UAE, see what happens. And then uh, if, if everything's fine, we'll... They, from what I'm hearing, Oman and Bahrain are are a matter of months away. All other things, you know, if, if things remain as they are, they're just a matter of months away. It might be a couple of years before Kuwait and Saudi Arabia um agree to a deal but that's only because once they agree to it the whole conversation's over right you know they sort of that, that greater authority if if a deal is struck with 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 saudi arabia then then that's it then 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 it's over in fact what's likely to occur i i watched an interview with is another uh he was he's actually not saudi arabian he's actually kuwaiti um uh sami al-nasif was a negotiator a Kuwaiti advisor and negotiator on behalf of the Palestinians for about 25 years, he tried yielding some sort of a deal. And he mm-hmm. said about a year in an interview that as far as he's concerned, the best thing to do would be for all the countries to normalize relations with Israel, for those countries themselves to disband Hamas and the PA and to just negotiate mm-hmm. the Palestinians behalf directly. Because they've, they've lost all faith in the PA's ability to get anything done. And the, and the fact is, there are, there, are actual, there are real human beings suffering on the ground. I mean, that's the truth. The, the, average Palestinian, the, the average Palestinian living in Gaza today lives a miserable life. There's a lot of wealth in the south of Gaza, but it's concentrated. There's about 100 families driving around in Lamborghinis, and that's just cruel. To see somebody driving around in a Lamborghini with a Rolex watch when you can't feed your five kids, it's pretty rough when you know that the money they, they used was intended to help you. Right. You know, that, that's well, and I that's mean, a, that's... if you're as old as I am, <laughs> you can remember back in the day when under the Clinton administration, they were given about 95 percent of what they asked for and still turned it down. I was done at that that's right. point. That's right. <laughs> I was done at that point. Well, he... You guys are just intransient. You're not going to move. Um you're radical and no. So well, that's yeah. Well, that's 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 the the heart of the problem is that there's nobody reasonable or moderate speaking on behalf of the Palestinian people. Nobody, and you can't you can't make progress of any sort when the only people speaking for you are extremists. Um, at a right. certain point, and in fact, this is another thing Al Nasif pointed out is that people throughout the Western world have the impression that the Palestinians are, are a good representation of the, um, of the average Arab in the Middle East. And, and they're not. There are a lot of highly educated Arabs in, this, in, in the Middle East. 
Cairo has a tremendous into, uh, university, and so does Saudi Arabia. These are mm-hmm. these are centers of culture and 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 and, and uh, architecture and and cuisine, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And at a certain point, they got a, they get a little bit tired of it. I mean, can you imagine if somebody were to take videos of Portland right now and say, "This is the United States. This is the average American." Don't you know, be, I actually right. I actually joke, you, you may have missed this in the American press, but uh, apparently they the Democrats were what they call wargaming the election. And mm-hmm. um, John Podesta apparently advanced an idea that even if Trump won, Joe Biden shouldn't concede and they'd ask the West Coast to secede from the union. I'm like, goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. I, I, well, that's exactly I've said in writing and in public, right? I have more in common with the protesters in Hong Kong than I do with people in Portland. Absolutely. And that's the sentiment that's happening here as well. You know, they, mm-hmm. they stood, they stood in right in front of the Dome of the Rock two days after, two days ago, just a couple of hours after the deal was, was announced, so I guess three days ago, they stood right in front of the Dome of the Rock and burnt UAE flags. Now I started to monitor on Twitter responses from people in the UAE and, and, you know, there, there was, there was insult, obviously, but there was also like a real, almost like a sense of hurt. Like, mm-hmm. like, how dare you? you know, we, how, how dare you? We have done nothing but support your cause for 70 years, you know, to, again, to the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars. I mean, en- right. enough money, they, they could have constructed an entire Iron Dome battery around Kuwait and Saudi Arabia, like the one that we have in Israel. To protect themselves against attacks, you know, uh, ballistic attacks from Iran, with the money that they've that, that they've uh, that they've uh, uh, given to the Palestinian cause, and the only result has been a couple of rich guys. Ismail Hani Ismail Haniyeh doesn't even live in Palestine or in anything that would be eventually called Palestine. The man lives in a, in, in a hotel in Qatar. Well, I, I you know, kind of view them. I kind of view the Palestinians at this point, um, and their reaction is is kind of like our little Antifa friends over here. Um, they're just going to temper tantrum and tantrum, temper tantrum and temper tantrum because they're not getting a hundred percent of what they want. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't even think that that's an incident. By the way, I think I think they may they may be getting advice from the same people um, because the tactics are precisely the same. The only difference mm-hmm. is that. Um, that that the United States isn't quite. Uh, for, forgive me if I if I level this one criticism against the United States, but I don't think they're quite psychologically prepared for this kind of behavior. This kind of behavior. No, is I, I cost- totally agree. It's an insurrection, and, I think and it needs to be it needs to be stopped. It's it's guerrilla tactics and it's insurrection tactics. It's something that we've mm-hmm. we've been dealing with for, for. I do hope we send. Uh, you know, some sort of a uh, some sort of a training uh, apparatus uh, to to U.S. police because th- this kind of tactics require a specific kind of mentality in order to battle. Otherwise, um, this thing with Antifa is only going to get worse. I oh, mean, I, I saw I a video. Agree. I saw a video yesterday where they beat this one man. You know, within an inch of his life, I think he he passed no, away. He eventually. died. Yeah, he he did pass away. Well, mm-hmm. you know, we saw th- we saw that this is this is what we saw in the seventies and eighties and even into the nineties. And uh, you have to you have to have a very very uh, cold. Uh, you have to have a kind of icy approach to this to this sort of a thing, or or they will well, manipulate I, I, you. 
the challenge in the United States is obviously our system of federalism. Um, the federal government, you know, in certain circumstances over a period of time, the most notable obviously being the Civil War, um, will send out the military um, right. within these United States. But that is a that is seen as a as a huge step. Now, if I, I listen to our Attorney General Bill Barr on the federal level, these people are being arrested and prosecuted. What we have a problem with is local and state leaders who are not willing to do the same. So right. if if they happen to be caught and 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 arrested by federal resources for violation of a federal crime, and luckily there's a lot of overlap between federal and state law. Um, then they will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law through the DOJ. Um, however, you know, our crappy mayor in Portland and, and, and I, mean, I, I think it's not necessarily that local police, I mean, you just saw in Seattle, the only person with any, uh, common sense there, the police chief resigned because of what they were doing to her police department. Um, it, it it's those local leaders that are handicapping the police officers and telling them what line they can't cross. So, um, and, and there's such right. a divide. And, and if you look at the state I live in, we're one of the unusual ones. We have a major ur- urban center in Atlanta, and this is, this is similar to what goes on in Texas at this point. Um, and, and that's run by Democrats and we have a Republican governor. So when right. things started to get severely out of hand in Atlanta, and I mean, our our Atlanta mayor's police force actually turned on her. They stopped coming to work. And oh, wow. every other surrounding jurisdiction said, no, we're not sending our officers in there so you can prosecute them. This is ridiculous. So after, unfortunately, there was a significant tragedy. Um, a young, a very young girl was shot. She was eight. Brian Kemp just said enough is enough and sent in the National Guard and cleaned it up. But you don't see that where you have a Democrat governor and a Democrat mayor. Yeah, I think I, I, I also don't I don't think they fully understand how bad it can get. I, I've we've lived we've lived with this in Israel. And if 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 they think that uh, it can't eventually turn to things like bus bombings and things of the sort, they're 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 wrong. There's there, well, I mean, in, most of them lived through the weather underground in 68. They should know better. Right, right, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, well, that's always been the problem with liberalism. Modern liberalism is that it always aims towards an, an unrealistic ideal. It refuses mm-hmm. to look at the fact that there are just some bad people in the world, and that there there are measures that have to be taken to to combat those kinds of threats. Um, like I said, I mean, I think I think it would it would it would be in the best interest of a lot of these American cities to, uh, to send a delegation here to learn some of our anti-terrorism uh, techniques and to understand, you know, when, when people upload on social media, I got hit with a rubber bullet, look at my face, look how terrible I look. Well, 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 yes, that's right. Rubber bullets are going to hurt you badly. They're not, as, they're not as bad. No, I'm saying you have to have a very matter-of-fact attitude about this kind of thing. If you can't, if you can't admit it, yes, if we shoot you with a rubber bullet, it's going to the, the damage it's going to do is going to be just, just ugly. It's going to be terrible. It's not going to be as bad as an actual bullet. But yeah, that's right. So behave yourself. Don't behave this way. I mean, you have to you have to take that kind of black and white approach, or 
the emotionalism will always yield support for the underdog. That's a natural human tendency everywhere in the world. It's one of the reasons the Palestinians have had support for so long, because they're seen as an underdog. They're seen as the people who are suffering. Big Israel with its war planes and its powerful missiles, you know, and all these guys have our rocks. Well, hey, guess what? A rock is enough to kill a person. So it's, right. I, you, you, you can't, you can't, you can't, balloon, exactly all of those techniques. But the point is, you, you can't sincerely expect me to reply to your rock with, you know, with a dove. You can't, it's not going to happen. If you have a rock, right. I'm going to get a gun. You have a gun, I'm going to get a more powerful gun. That's the way escalation works. And so if, if they're not prepared to, to tell these people, if you behave this way, you are very likely to get badly hurt and still prosecuted. If they're not mm -hmm. prepared to say that, then they've already lost. Then they've right. already lost. And, and, and like I said, in, in, at, the federal, at the federal level, we're definitely seeing that. But we have some very progressive district attorneys. I mean, if you, if you look at before this was happening in San Francisco, I mean, you can literally walk into a shop in San Francisco and walk out with whatever you want. And the DA in that city is not going to prosecute you. Unbelievable. I, I, I mean, like San Francisco, San Francisco has a record number of properties for sale because people are just flooding out. Yeah, that's tragic. I remember. I mean, I was. I visited. It was a beautiful city at one time. Oh, I see, we don't have, we don't have that kind of radical left here in Israel. I mean, we, we have them in very, very small numbers. We, we don't have them at any level of representation. Even what we would call a left-wing Israeli is not going to tolerate violence in the streets. I mean, there's still, still war veterans. There's still people who've served and had to protect this land. They're not just going to stand around and watch while people burn into the ground. So I think, you yeah, know, so I think, think about it. We have cities and districts that elected people like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That is hard our, to our, our, our left political wing, and I can't even call them liberals anymore because they're behaving very illiberally, right? Yeah. Um, has, has never, like, if you look at our far right wing, we've drawn the line. And when somebody crosses that line, you're gone. We, we don't even, right. I mean, We've had we've had major commentators in the last year who've made a misstep or supported what the mainstream thinks is not a good a good idea, and they're just they're done. They're done. That's right. We certainly don't elect right. them, and we don't let them sit in our halls of power and commentary or anything else. The left wing has never figured out when their left has gone too far, and I think ultimately. Um, Ultimately, even if Biden wins, that entire political party is going to fall apart. Well, yeah, I, cer I certainly hope so. Because I don't, I don't, don't I, there's too many people who don't understand exactly how far, how far left it has gone. Yeah, well, I do, I do, I do hope that it swings back towards something normal because it really is heartbreaking as an outside observer right now. Watching what's happening in the United States is really, really very, very heartbreaking. Um, I mean, I, we, my, my wife and I even joke because, you know, I, we had a, I had a granddaughter recently. And, uh, and they, they currently live in. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I, they, they currently, they're currently in the United States. And we were saying, oh, we were going to visit my girl. <laughs> and my, my, and I joked around. She said, you can't, you can't, you can't visit the United States. It's not safe. And it was it was kind of a it was a funny remark because I, I remember when you couldn't visit Israel because it was too dangerous, 
Mm-hmm. And now people in Israel are afraid to visit the United States because it's – and I understand that that's not true everywhere, in, in most of the country. But there's that right. sense, and, and, it's, and it's, really, uh, it's really quite unfortunate. And so I, I do hope that that, uh, that shifts. It, it would be rather ironic if uh, peace in the Middle East uh, you know, comes at the same time as, uh, as war in the, in the United States. Yeah, it would be more than ironic. But we are coming real close to the top of the hour. So, Joseph, I would like to thank you for joining us this morning. And as things progress there over the next couple months, we might like to have you on again. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things uh, how things move forward from here. Okay. Well, you guys, thank you for joining us this morning and hope you enjoyed hearing what Joseph had to say even about the United States, which is kind of a little unnerving, I guess, but nothing we weren't all aware of. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this particular episode of Your Daily Dose. I have to go be essential now for the next eight hours. Yay me. Um, we'll see you guys uh, later tonight for the evening edition of KLRM Radio. And uh, don't forget to tune in tomorrow for the early edition starting Chat Lives Matter Day, otherwise known as the Wednesday edition here on KLRM Radio. We'll see you guys later tonight. In the words of Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan, be excellent to each other. And until we see you again, keep your powder dry. <laughs>